This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yay Networks. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Welcome to Love Letters to Kelly, the podcast. I'm Kelly Raspberry. Robert Ehrman here with me again, as he Mm -hmm. always is, so faithful week after week. And we've got a great jingle singer today, little Theron, seven-year-old Theron from Blackshear, Georgia. And I love that mom, Michaela, sent, I hope I'm saying your name right, it might be Michaela, but uh, sent in a video. They have a great relationship, I can tell. And uh, she said that Theron has been begging her to send in, him, send in him singing the jingle for a while now. And they both love to listen to us on long car rides or just a quick trip to the store. Blackshear, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of where that might be because, you know, I lived in Georgia for a hot minute in Marietta, went to camp in North Augusta, mm. but I can't play, I don't know where Blackshear is, but I'm just glad you found Love Letters to Kelly, the podcast. I don't know how you came to find this, but I'm glad you did, and uh, welcome to everyone else. It might be your first time listening to Love Letters to Kelly, and basically it's this. If y'all didn't have problems, I wouldn't have a job. I need you to keep sending me your letters uh, to lovelettersdokelly.com. That's where you can also send you or your kids uh, singing the jingle. We get a lot of kids, but we need to hear from some adults from time to time. I know we've had some people that kind of jazz it up, mix it up in the past. But basically, Robert reads letters to me, and I'm hearing them for the first time, just like you are. And, you know, sometimes I have to talk through my answer to get to uh, what my final piece of advice will be and you know, sometimes I maybe don't get it right, but I try really, really hard. I want the best for everybody that writes in these letters. So we'll see what batch we have to get through this week. And hopefully we're going to make some lives a little bit better. About 100 miles southwest of Savannah. Okay. All right. Well, that gives me a little ballpark idea. Well, thanks for finding us, Michaela. And thank you again, Theron, for singing today. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My wife and I are high school sweethearts, being together for 12 years and married for six. We've had so many ups and downs, damage done to each other, resentments, betrayals. But we talk about these hurts and both try our best to move on and heal. We both love each other so, so much and agree at this point it's our choice to stay together. The problem is I have so much I have to work on and so much baggage that I'm in a constant state of depression. We have great moments Don't get me wrong, but I feel like my demons watching over me and reminding me of all the terrible things I've done. Hmm. I'm scared. I don't want to lose my best friend, my soulmate, my queen, and I know that she will not be the one to walk away. It would have to be me. I struggle with feeling like the bad guy already and almost have no issue with making myself the final bad guy. I just don't want to lose her. I get it. I have to fix myself, build up our trust again, and put in so much work that it seems unrealistic, but I know it's not. I'm putting in work every day. I've changed for the best in so many ways, and she sees it too and lets me know she sees my progress. We see a therapist and have off and on for a few years now. However, I want to be able to address things to her without having to have a therapist there, things that she's done to hurt me without feeling like I have no place to do so because I've done more hurt than she has, no contest. This doesn't mean that I shouldn't share my negative feelings though, right? I try to. Believe me, I do try. Sometimes it goes okay, but too many others it doesn't. It's been so long I don't even remember, or it's been so many years and you need to just get over it, or some common phrases I hear. Then she ends up crying and I'm feeling awful for even having this hurt inside. 
There's so much more I could say, but for the sake of not putting too much on you and time, I won't, Logan. Well, Logan, here's the thing. I was going to recommend therapy. You said you've already done therapy. But, I mean, maybe you need a different therapist. Because I would think that a therapist would be able to give you some tools that would help you get past dredging up the past. If you spend so much time bringing it back up and wanting to hash out all these negative feelings, it's exhausting for the other person. I have a friend who is very committed to therapy. And let me tell you, I'm a proponent of therapy. I am. But I also believe that if you are with the same therapist for decades and you're still dealing with the same issues, you need to find another therapist. Mm -hmm. Because that should not... I, I believe there is a point with therapy where you learn... You to accept the past, to learn from the past, coping skills to get over it and move on and not repeat the same patterns. So I think perhaps in this situation, because you're going to drive her nuts. If you don't get a hold on this, you're going to drive her nuts. And I know you're saying you'll be the bad guy and pull the plug because, oh, you're so, aren't you the bigger person that you just love her so much you're going to let her go because you're so sad. I mean, this what is happening here? I don't know. I've never been in a relationship where I was that infatuated with someone that I what that wasn't working. Right. It's like, what are y'all doing? If you, it sounds more like that you're the one that still. I don't know because you're the one riding me. She might be in the same position. I just don't know why people fight so hard to hold on to a relationship that just isn't working. How many years do you put into that? It's exhausting. But if she's willing to kind of like, okay, buddy, let's go. And you're the one that's still, well, I need to sit down and let you know exactly what you're doing to hurt me. And I need you to understand that five years ago you did this and you did. Come on, dude. Yeah. So if you do want this relationship to have a shot, I would suggest maybe getting back into therapy with a different therapist and perhaps going on your own. It doesn't always have to be couples therapy. Correct. Because she might be like, I'm good. Right. Totally. But you're still maybe addict. Maybe there's an addiction to the sadness, an addiction to the drama that you got to deal with. A lot of people I know that are in relationships that they are constantly stirring up trouble and drama and bringing up the past because they there's something about that that's benefiting them. This state of angst and drama, and I think there's an addiction to that in some relationships. I'm having to read a lot between the lines here, but I would suggest either getting therapy with a different therapist because this one isn't working and also trying to go by yourself a while and see why you keep dredging up the past and can't move on. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My letter's a little bit different because it's about a love-hate relationship I have with my job. I've been working for a company for almost five years now and I actually started right out of college with them. In the beginning, things were awesome. I had amazing managers who taught me so much and trusted me to get work done. The level of trust gave me so much confidence to do my job really well, and I was always a performer, so much so that I have been promoted every year since I've been with them. I'm now turning 30 and making over $100,000 a year. Wow. Which is something I'm extremely proud of given all the hard work I've given to this company. However, things started to change in 2020 when I came back from maternity leave after my first child. It was like my job was given to someone else. The department made a business decision to move me to a different group that I had voiced in the past that I never wanted to work for. Mm. And I've hated my job ever since. I voiced my opinion to my manager and how I really feel like I'm not working to my full potential. I did get my master's degree and now I feel like I'm not using it. 
I've told them I wanted to go back to what I was doing, but I feel as though they think I'm being ungrateful and complaining. I don't want them to think I'm being ungrateful, but since I have student loans and two kids now and need to work for the rest of my life to pay everything off, Mm. I at least want to do a job I love. I've been looking for something new, but this company has great benefits as well. I work from home. I make great money. So leaving is a very hard decision. Should I just keep my head down for now or keep voicing my wants? Mm. Signed, Giselle. Giselle, I don't know. This is a hard decision for you to make. I was just listening to a podcast the other day from a woman who was like a rock star right out of college. She got a job making six figures and she was, well, not quite six figures right out of college, but she ended up ultimately doing that. And she said, I was so great at my job, but after three years, I realized I I hate it. And it took a lot of guts for her to walk away, but now she's doing something she loves and she's making even more money, you know, but that's not. That's not everybody's story. Right. You know, she was also a young woman that didn't have a, a mortgage. And, you know, she probably just had an apartment. She didn't have any kids and things like that you have to deal with. There's a lot of times in life you, life you just have to do what you have to do because of financial responsibilities and obligations. But if you're going to management and they're shooting you down, is there... is you know, there's no better time to find another job than when you have one. Did she say she's tried looking? I'm sorry. There was so much yeah, there. Um, yeah, she's looked around, but it makes it this job. The benefits are just too good to pass well, up. I would just, you know, I would just keep looking. I wouldn't give up. You know, there are um, quietly. You don't want the bosses to find out what you're doing. Or maybe you do. That might wake them up and say, hey, we got to keep her. She's such an asset. You know, a lot of times. You're just at a crossroads. Have you ever thought, I know they have headhunters. I used to date a headhunter. He would spend all of his time going like on LinkedIn and stuff, and he would look for people and try to place them in jobs. But I know as an employee, you can find somebody to work as your agent. Correct. So have you ever, I don't know what she, what did she say what she does? Uh, She doesn't. Maybe there is like a headhunter agency, like an agent that can work for you. You have to pay them a little bit. You give them a a percentage, I think, right, of what your income would be. Well, and then sometimes they'll um, take a percentage of just the from the company. From the company, but you need to. I, you know, I don't know if you have a LinkedIn. I, I have a LinkedIn, but honestly, I don't utilize it like I, I probably should because I'm just so confident that I don't need another job. People you know, have been like, using LinkedIn as a dating site. A lot. Of, yeah, I actually <laughs> did. I actually dated a guy no, off LinkedIn one no. time. He reached out to me and he said. Um, he wasn't on Bumble or anything, and he said, but I, you know, and he's like, I'm taking a chance here. And we ended up going out a few times. It was it didn't work out. He was not a creep or anything. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would like maybe be, if you're really unhappy and you're not being heard where you are, you know, your options are to keep your nose down and do nothing or keep your, keep, keep j- working, but maybe see. Looking field, but not if, looking, but keep your if head there down. Is, but if there is an agent that can work on your behalf so you don't have to go out there personally. I know they have all these websites with um, job, like you, you upload your resume and it goes out to 5 million companies. But then there's a risk that your boss will see that. Correct. So I would think that if you don't want your boss to find out, then you need to find one of these headhunters that will work for you to find you another position. Because there's got to be there's got to be a better way, Right. I would think. Or you just keep hoping for better times. But that's my advice. What do you think, Robert? I hate going to a new place. Yeah. 
Because you don't know. But it, she's not happy. But 90% of the places, the same problems are at that place, too. Yeah, you're taking your problems yeah, with you. Yeah, and it's like, okay, there's the 10 gossipers over there that do yeah. that here. And it's just, it's the same thing at the other place. Yeah. So if the benefits are better there and the pay is better, eh. Just find other ways to find fulfillment outside of work. Correct. Well, I think, too, a lot of times people get frustrated at work when their home life is frustrating. When you're frustrated at home, the tiniest things at work annoy you as well. It spills over. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's all a balance, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I was reading an article the other day about burnout as well, and it said a lot of times, and maybe this, I don't know if this will resonate with Giselle, but a lot of times people think they are depressed and sad when it's really they're just burnt out mm. because sometimes, and it's not about depression, but sometimes it manifests because you, you think it is. And I don't have the article in front of me, but I thought that was really interesting because you can be burned out in work, but you can also be burned out as a parent, as a spouse. Totally. And um, it was just giving you, I need to find that article because it was really, really helpful. Maybe I'll, I'll do that on my And when that burnout starts, man, it's like a wildfire that just goes woof. Yeah. And it's like, how do you recover from that? Mm -hmm. And I I was reading, and I really started, once I read that article, I started kind of deep diving, looking into, well, how do you, because I feel like I was suffering. I thought maybe it was from depression, but I was like, maybe it's a little bit of burnout. I don't know. How do you identify it? And it was giving you like some tips like to go on walks and things. I'm like, I'm like, that's nice. But I, you know, I want more practical Mm -hmm. solutions, but Maybe, maybe you're a little burned out. Maybe that's, and it's just kind of manifesting in this sadness about what's happening. I don't know. But I do know one thing. If you are feeling burned out and stressed, sometimes it does help to have somebody to talk to. I am not a professional therapist. I am not. I just give advice because people ask me for it. But now I want to share a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, my husband has a classic car, a Chevelle that he won in a raffle. That is his baby. He takes so much care of that car. I mean, he like every little thing. He sent me a picture of it yesterday. Any little thing. (laughs) It's like a little rattle. He takes it to the shop. The specialty has to take care of it. It's such a precious thing to him. But you know what? We have something inside of our heads, our brains. They're so precious. You've got to take care of that. Your mental health is so important. And how your brain, if you are burnt out, if you are depressed, that affects so many areas of your life. You could write a love letter to Kelly, but hey, why not take it another step further and try BetterHelp Online Therapy? I'm a big proponent of therapy. I suggest it all the time here on Love Letters to Kelly, but a lot of people say, you know what? I can't afford therapy, but BetterHelp Online Therapy is much more affordable than in-person therapy. You really should look into it. BetterHelp also offers video, phone, live chat only therapy sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you do not want to. And with BetterHelp, you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com letters. That's BetterHelp.com letters. Love letters. Love letters to Kelly. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My husband, age 35, and I, 30 years old, have been married for about four years. We have kids, both have jobs, make okay money. Our relationship has never been perfect. We've had an on and off again thing since I was 19. I was not his first girlfriend, but definitely the first serious one. I was always the one to break up with him for various reasons, but he always convinced me to come back. You'd think he was crazy about me as hard as he's tried to keep me. I think he's just comfortable. I'm all he's known for so long, and I guess you could say he's all I've known as well. But I'm not as comfortable anymore. He's not a terrible person. He's a bit lazy, but so am I. He's a good dad. He wouldn't cheat. At least I don't think so. 
he has no addictions. He doesn't abuse me, but we don't spend any real time together. Date nights are few and far between. I guess I could say he's selfish. If I want to spend time with him, I have to go with him and watch what he's watching or engage in what he wants to do. I never get to pick the show, game, or activity. I have communicated some of these feelings to him, and in turn, he's tried to make a small effort to do things with me more, but it seems like a chore to him. It shouldn't be a chore to spend time with your wife. He always has some excuse as to why we can't play a game that I want or watch a movie I pick or go somewhere I want to go. Sometimes he'll just flat out say he doesn't want to. Mm. Is it wrong of me to feel like if he loves me, he should want to do things that make me happy? Our laundry life is fine. Honestly, sometimes I think it's the only way he likes to connect with me. I don't want to leave him again. We haven't broken up at all since getting married. But I just wish I felt like he cared about me more. It's always about him. And yes, in case you're wondering, this has been an ongoing problem throughout our relationship. Mm. And as you would say, I married him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's Renee who joins us on the phone. That's it, Renee. You, you've probably listened to me do this for a long time, so you kind of yeah. know that I was going to say that. You've been with him off and on since you were 19 and you're 30 now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like he's never been this real romantic instigator or anything like that, right? Only when he's trying to get me back. Yeah. See, it's about the yeah. chase for a lot of guys. It's always fun when they're chasing, and then once they got you, they just sit mm -hmm. back and like, oh. So you have to mm -hmm. give them something to chase again. But that's exhausting, right? Yes. Well, when you do say something to him about it, he does try for a minute? He does. He does. He makes small efforts. Like, it's also hard because I wrote you a, a letter a while back, Kelly. I'm not going to lie. And he's the guy that works out of town that is almost never home. Mm -hmm. There's a yeah. lot of those. And that's still the case? I remember that one. That was a while back. That's still the it case? It is. He had an in-town job pretty much all summer. I'm a teacher, so I was off over the summer. And he had an in-town job, and we actually got to see what it would be like if he was home. Yeah. You know, and he, he made small efforts. He would ask me to watch a movie with him. He would try to spend time with me in the evenings after the kids went to bed. You know, he made little efforts, but certain things, like if it was something I wanted to do, Kelly, it was, it, he just had a bad attitude. That's the only way I can put it. Like he had a really bad attitude about it when we would go. I like, remember I surprised him with a date night over the summer. I got his mom to watch the kids and I was like, we're going to see a movie. Like I'm taking you to movies. This is the movie I picked. Like, Let's get the kids ready. We can go. And he was just so grumpy about it. He was just like, well, I really wanted to see this movie, and they don't have time for it. And even when we got there, he just kind of had a little bit of a negative attitude. And it didn't last the whole evening, but it just that's, – that's kind of just a picture of how he is. Yeah. If it's something I initiate or I want to do, he's got to pout the whole time and be grumpy. Girl. What movie was it? Oh, out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. Oh. So it wasn't movie. like it was a super girly, girly movie. Yeah. No. Uh, he loves horror movies, and so do I. He wanted to see Jurassic World. So he's not a great compromiser, and if he doesn't get his way, you pay he's the price. Not. Yeah. Exactly. I, he can be very selfish. Yeah, but it sounds like you openly communicate these things right. with him. It's not like you're not telling him how you feel, right? I have, but every time I bring up again that I'm unhappy with the way our dynamic is, he acts so shocked. He thinks that if I don't talk about it for a little while, that it just goes away. Right. Oh, Robert, this is a tough one <laughs> because 
I mean, you know, I've been in lulls in my relationship too. You get a little complacent, you take things for granted. And then sometimes Alan will say something to me and it's like a punch in the gut because I don't, you know, I'm so in my feelings and my thoughts that I sometimes don't take into consideration the other side. And so when he, and when he does say something to me, it, it, it's like a little wake up call and it sounds like you're giving him these little wake up calls, but then he's not yeah, doing you, it. You'd think him being away all week would make him want to spend more time. But at the same time, it's also, he's getting used to just being on his own. Well, like the, over the summer though, he was there a lot, but now he's going to be gone again. We're getting yeah. back into that rhythm, yeah. right? He's out of town again for the start of the year. He's only coming back for a few days to take our oldest to her first day of school. And then he's going to be back out again. He's all the way in California. Oh, wow. And you're in Texas? Yeah. Oh, no, I actually live in Louisiana. Okay, still, that's far. California to Louisiana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, girl. He's like two hours ahead of us now. So yeah, The time, the time difference alone is a, yeah, is a, a nightmare. This is hard. What is, is my advice on this, Robert? This is a hard one. Because that's the thing. It's like when you tell somebody how you feel and you express to them, this is what I need. And they don't give you that. They're not hearing you. And they're not compromising. Correct. And I don't think anything you're saying is unreasonable. It'd be one thing if you're making these unreasonable demands. And when you have somebody that's just not a willing participant, and I think a lot of times this is, unfortunately, it falls on the woman. You either are like, I got to just accept that this is what my life is and move on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens. And then when a woman finally says, I'm just so unhappy that I'm leaving, I'm done. And then he's blindsided. What? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I've been telling you for years I'm not happy. I've been giving you chance after chance. Oh, God. Have you tried? It's a tough one. It is tough. It, it is tough because it's like, you know, I hate to break up a home with children. I hate that. That should be, you know, I want that to be the last resort, especially if there's no mm-hmm. violence or anything like that. You just got a man who's just complacent and bored and not willing to put in some work. And, and I really want this to work, Kelly. I, I know I, you do. I know he doesn't believe that, but leaving him is the last thing that I want to do. I know. But then again, you're like, this isn't the life. Because you're young, girl. Mm-hmm. 30 years mm-hmm. old. You've got yep. so much ahead of you. I think he just needs to have like a wake, a, a come to Jesus is what somebody used to call it that I used to work with. <laughs> a come to Jesus meaning that like, Look, this is it. If we don't do something to fix this, this is this is almost broken. Yeah, I just think, stay in know, California then, bro. You know, it's like this isn't working for me, and I don't know what we yeah. have to do about you. Maybe getting a. But then again, when he's home, he's, even if he got a job where you are, he's not yeah. putting in the effort. So even that, you know, he y'all need to get into some marriage. Have you tried marriage counseling? I've brought it up financially it's just it's hard and it's it's not as much in the cards for us especially with him being away like it's just it's hard kelly and i want him to find a home job and it seems like he almost has something lined up and then it's just about if they will pay him enough we're a two-income family we each make about half of our income and with kids we really can't afford to take a huge pay cut so I understand where he's coming from yeah. when it comes to the difficulties of finding a new job. But Kelly, if I thought he was trying right. and put in more effort, I wouldn't complain about it. Right. It's just like he's just, God, and I think there's so many marriages like this, though, where everybody just kind of goes through the oh, motions. totally. You're not alone <laughs> in this. But you have to, you know, I don't want you to settle for this, right? So, oh, God. 
Yeah. You're just going to have to just like lay it out on the line. Say if we don't see some changes and I don't, you know, and I'm not, you're not making any unrealistic demands, but I'm not living like this. I'm, I mean, here we are in 2022. I'm not, I'm not seeing this as my life in 2023 and beyond and just, you know, scare him a little bit. I think that's the only tactic you have left. And yeah. it's like, um, oh, you're coming home for a visit. I think maybe this time you need to stay at your parents or something. Maybe, maybe that'll be enough to kind of rattle them a little bit to see what life yeah, could don't, potentially. Don't come home this weekend. You're not here when you're here. Yeah, so. you're not here anyway. So why, you know, you can see the kids, but maybe that's the. And I, you know, I don't love telling you that advice, but I don't know other what other what other advice to give you. Right. Whether the tactic to yeah. take than to give him a I taste of what it's going to be like. If he could just come home. If he could just come home. Mentally and emotionally, though. Coming, yeah. it, it's one thing to be there physically, but if he's not an active participant in the marriage, then he's just taking up space. I mean, what do you think, Robert? Do you think a little scare in him a little bit might yeah, get him I think to... so. Having this conversation, it reminds me in my first marriage. Yeah. Um, I remember one fight we got into about a movie she made plans to go to a movie, Legally Blonde 2, I believe, was yeah, the movie that yeah. I pitched a fit and was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to that. Looking back, that was, she left a few months later. It wasn't but, about the movie. No, but but looking back, it's like yeah. that memory sticks out. Like, why did I not, what am I doing? But you didn't have kids. I didn't have kids, no. See, and that's the difference. When you have kids, that adds a different layer. True. But I think he does need to have a little taste of what life's going to look like if things don't make a major shift. And I think maybe that a separation would be in order. And I hate that. I hate giving that advice. But I think that's what you should try. But then you've got to decide, okay, um, I'm either going to have to live. You know, there's so many women I know that just they live their lives. They're married and they get together with their husband if they have a an event they have to go to church on Sundays. But then otherwise they live their separate lives. They accept it. This is what it is. And they, they move on. That's the decision they make. And I don't fault them for that. I'm not mad at anybody for the decision they make, but I, I think we all deserve more. Right. So I want you to, that's what I would advise you to do is just tell them we need to be separated for a while. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to continue down this path. That's what I think. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I feel like, did I give you the best advice? I don't know. Well, you know, Kelly, I know my best friend will be so happy to hear that you agree with her. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay. Me the exact same thing. Okay, good. Yeah, it's not about filing yeah. for divorce It's yet, getting though. into the shallow end of the pool. You're not jumping into the deep end and just leaving. Right. But you're not standing outside the pool as well. Right. You're okay. The, you're giving We're him a... swimming pool analogy. Sure. That's okay. That's okay. Sure. I can get you with, with like, you there. okay, here you go. Yeah, let's try that. And please let me know how that goes over. He might shock you I and will. say, fine, I'm, you know, getting a divorce. He might. But I think the fact that you said that he does kind of perk up a little bit when you do suggest something maybe this will be enough to scare him but you gotta when you say what you you've got to follow through with your threat though as far as he might say i'm sorry can i come home this weekend no no I, i've been down this road again you, you go stay at your dad's or whatever you have to tell him say no we're i need to be separated for a while i need this or whatever because it, it, i think a lot of times we women also and some men too i guess but we make these threats and we don't follow through not just in relationships, but as a parent, you know, I'm going to count to three. You get to three and you're like, okay, I'm going to count to 10, <laughs> you know, and they learn they can right. get away with it. Same thing with marriages too. But yeah, I'm glad your best friend gave you that same advice. That's, that makes me feel better about my advice. 
Thank you so much. Kelly. I'm sorry. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to oh, me. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I know this is hard and it sucks. It and is. I'm so sorry. But maybe this is the thing that will be the turning point and not the end, you know. But you got to take a shot because yeah. if you do nothing, it's not going to change. I think I'm going to give him one more talking to and a little bit more time before I try separating. That's hey, fair enough. That's 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 fine. You do you do what works for you, but I think ultimately if this if this talk doesn't work, you're going to have to try the separation. Yeah. And then but like girl, then you got to put a timeline on it cuz I mean, you could be separated for eons, but you'd be like, you know, I'm going to set a deadline for myself personally. I'm going to give this 6 months. And if he doesn't put in some work and try to win me back and fix things, then what are you hanging on to? Exactly. Because I'm going to tell you what. I've said it before. I had a lot of fun dating (laughs) after my divorce. (laughs) I had a lot of fun. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying. It's not the end of the road. It's not a death sentence. But let's try to save it if we can. (laughs) Yeah. I tell you what, Kelly. I've always thought to myself, I'm like, if I get out of this relationship, I... I don't even know if I can picture myself dating again. Girl, I didn't either. I was 40 years old with a six-month-old baby, and I was like, nobody's going to want me. Girl, everybody wanted Kelly Raspberry. (laughs) I had a great time. I never looked better. I never felt better. I was more confident in myself. It was a golden, just a little golden window for me. And I'm I'm glad I got to go through it, you know, but I, man, I hate it. I was devastated to get divorced. But I'm glad I got to feel myself, you know, and ha- and shine a little bit in my 40s. That was fun. I'm very I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> my 40s are my shining time. But you're only 30, girl. You got time to figure this out. All right. Thank you guys so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate the advice. I'm a big fan of the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And good luck with the school year. Thank you so much. All right, honey. All right. Please, please keep us posted. Let us know what you decide to do. I will. You guys have a great day. You too. Right, bye bye. Bye. Poor thing. Wow. I <laughs> sound like I'm like get a divorce, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's, I didn't, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I didn't mean to sound like that because <laughs> you know, like in a lot of ways, I wish my you know, not that I don't want to be married to Alan, but you know, you, you, you just do. take advantage of the situation you're right, in to make the best right. of it. Right, mate. There you go, Robert. That's Thank it. you. Yeah. But that's the thing, Robert. I always say, if one of you is willing to work and the other one's like meh, then you've got to make a choice. I'm either going to just accept yeah. it and stay or move on. And that's a hard decision to make. And it's not as easy as just Kelly Raspberry running her mouth on, on a podcast. But, yeah, I'd love to hear some more input on that if anyone has anything to share for Renee. Thank you, Theron, in Blackshear, Georgia, which we learned was 100 miles southwest of, southwest mm-hmm. of Savannah. Thank you uh, for singing the jingle today. You did a beautiful job. Hey, we need more letters. We need more jingle singers. We need uh, more problems to solve. So please go to loveletterstokelly.com, submit all of that, and we'll be back again next week. Love Letters. Love Letters to Kelly. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 